This week's episode of the award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by the Grand Dames 501c3. Amen. Or lack thereof. Or lack. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I was watching this episode and this bitch was talking about the charity event. This is Real Housewives of Potomac, for those of you that have not seen the most recent episode, um, where they were doing this charity event and she don't even have a 501, uh, 501c3 and she was having to make out the checks to her organization and not the organization of the charity. I'm like, where they do that at? Uh-oh. What year that song come out? You took them back. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so... That 501c3 has brought to you guys this wonderful podcast. Sure. I am man T H E E S U P A M A N, aka Sergeant Satisfier, BKA the Detroit Driller. Wow, I like Sergeant Satisfier. No shade. Um, my name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters and of course RonaldMatters.com. Before we get too far away, you guys, we were on Hornet.com, which is like a popular gay dating app, and they featured us in their top five bloggers, activists, and something else that you should be following. So I'm going to link to that on the internet. Sex but, kittens. Oh well, it's Sergeant Satisfiers apparently. So shout out to us um, being the top five activists and bloggers that you should be following on the internet for Pride Month, especially at least at minimum. Hello. So my name is Rona Matters, and I'm um, a girl you should be following. Hello, it's oh. me. All right. Well, this week's icebreaker is: What was your BGC name, and what would your new one be if BGC got popping again? Um, it would be the same as it was. Well, I mean, I don't. Okay, let me start over. Um, my old BGC name was Complex Man because you know I just felt like I was really important <laughs> and I was really complex <laughs> and and you weren't uh, there even was really a complex. lot of intricacies <laughs> mm-hmm. to me and I had a lot to give to the world. <laughs> Girl, oh. I'll tell you about them. <laughs> so you need a new one there, huh? So, um, my my new name, my well, my latest name, even on A for A, is Your Main Man, because I just accepted that I was going to be a sideline hoe. Um, I keep them satisfied through the weekend. So, if you see me on the apps, I'm at Your Main Man, because, girl, child, I ain't got to be, I know niggas ain't faithful, so just make wow. me the main one, child. Wow. Lie to me, lie to me, so sweet. That's mm-hmm. a Miguel reference, if you know the song. Uh, my old one, um, I was, um, sexy daddy, whatever age I was, I changed it every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when, um, I got to be BGC sexiest top, BGC sexiest, but, you know, and BGC sexiest overall. So, um, TBT to that. Not the sexiest overall. Come on, overall categories. <laughs> overall. Overall. I was on the, 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 um, the main page and, um, you know, that's it's still one of my highest. My highest achievements. Sergeant Satisfier. <laughs> Indeed. Um, <clears throat> my new one would, would be um, the Superman because branding. Branding. <laughs> oh, there's that. And that's this week's. Branding. That's this week's uh, icebreaker. That was fun. I Make like that. sure that you guys also keep up with our words of the day. They are um, important that some of us don't know and. The more you know, the more you grow. And we like growers. So this week's (laughs) word of the day is demisexual. 
Demisexual is a person who does not experience sexual attraction unless they form an emotional connection. Hmm. Do you know anybody that might be demisexual? Beyonce? Probably. Yep. Beyonce is all things through Christ. Amen. Everything is love. <laughs> okay, shout out Everything to the new album. Everything is love. Um, I wanted to get those things out of the way before I got to the most important, obviously, uh, hot topic of the fucking yeah, year. Let me explain it to me, sexual. <laughs> oh, no, that was, that's it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. No, everything is love. Everything is love, Shahadi. So, everything is love. Uh, you have in a coma, dead, sleep. Um, in the movies like I was. <laughs> Bitch. In space. You, no. you have to be some somewhere to not know that this album has come out by now a lot of the the haters have uh you know they've upped their games and their wordsmith games and wrote their think pieces already and pieces yeah um everything is love is an amazing album and y'all know that i was gonna say it anyway so it's so fucking shady that i lived for the shade um she a whore. What did she say about Kim Kardashian? She a whore you married or something. She a whore you adore or something. Roughly. Um, <laughs> and she talked about her stealing cornrows. So that was a, a blessing. Um, Hope I, and Beesus watched the throne. You, uh, I don't know who was here before me, but girl, Beesus is here now. So yeah, Beesus, she actually finally has <laughs> acknowledged her greatness. Amen. <laughs> and you have to. We can now add that to Webster, just like um, you know she got bootylicious added to the dictionary. We can just add Beezus on in there too now, because now it's a real thing. Before it was just fans that said it, and now that Beyonce has actually confirmed it and said it herself, we can just add it to the dictionary. So what's this T on? They had broke up for two years, and she had another man, and he had to wait until things went south with it so he could creep back in. I was like, what? I like I, it's not a lot of um, things that the girls like radio friendly airplay that the girls wanted because apparently the girls wanted like ten Jennifer Hudson ballads and Beyonce was like no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm I'm going on a world tour. I'm not sticking my goddamn lungs out. Do y'all want another album? Ever? Y'all don't even like Jennifer Hudson ballads. So what the fuck am I doing them for? <laughs> right. There's that. Um. <laughs> Who wants ten Jennifer Hudson ballads? I think that that uh, that reference that he was making was earlier in their relationship. I don't think it was recently. Um, I think it was like when they first met. You know, he was fucking around because he was talking about um, bringing a friend on the on their. I think it was like their first date or something. Mm -hmm. And that was like an obvious fuckboy move. And you know, she was like, "Oh, well, I'm not checking for this nigga that hard then, because if he thought he was cute enough to bring another nigga on the date with me, I could just date another nigga." (laughs) Write that down. Um, I think the blackest thing on the whole album was obviously Black Effect. And Amen. after Coachella, we needed to hear Black Effect. We needed to know positively where they stood on the side of everything anti-Trump, on the side of everything pro, pro, pro-black. And I'm so happy that they did it. So they, that was one of my top tracks on the album. Mm-hmm. What was the second one? The second one is the song for my soul. Oh, well, I thought it was classy AF that they rented out the Louvre, um, a museum dedicated to colonial, whatever that big word is. And, um, you know, white power from the Victorian era on up to now. And they just said, fuck this. Because when I saw the album cover, I was like, 
why are they sitting in front of the Bona Lisa and she combing his head? And I watch ape shit videos. Like, oh, that's why she's sitting in front of the Mona Lisa. <laughs> Beyonce. Then the girl's like, I don't think Beyonce's smart enough to know what she doing. Beyonce is worth a billion dollars. And how much are you worth, girl? How much did you get back in Texas? Do Beyonce pay taxes? You need to write these things down. How many properties do you own? How many pieces of art do you own? Are you able to buy your mama a whip? It's nothing to a boss. I'm in my fortress taking my daughter to school. Tell the peps to come down with these pictures. We slamming car doors on you whores. Okay. And oh, she's also buying her man jets. And she so. bought him a fucking jet. I think he done cheated. I hope this was before he cheated. Okay. Before he cheats, that's not like a song. That is a song. That's Shania. that's Carrie, no, that's Carrie Underwood. Oh, so, okay, bitch. Um, I the ape shit song. I I just if if nothing else, when I go see this concert, because I'm going to see this concert now, have to. That is one that they have to perform. If they don't perform nothing else, they got to perform ape shit. They got to perform summer. And they got to perform Black Effect and, like, bring out a gun or something. Oh, we know Eminem under fire. No pause. Because he had <laughs> pyrotechnics going off. This sounded real loud. Yeah, no, they, they didn't say it was they were made to sound exactly like gunshots. But this is not about Eminem at all. Um, so I want to see those performed. If um, somebody can get that message to Beyonce, that would be great. Um, the album announcement itself, I'm glad that I was not there for because it would have gave me a full stroke, heart attack, and erection at the same time. I would, a, a stroke, a heart attack, and an erection. I am telling you. These people in London were there getting their regular show. They had been seeing this regular show. They didn't know, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, here come Beyonce with her wig stealing ass mm-hmm. uh, uh, with the, hey, the album is out. Wait a minute. I'm here at the concert. I, I now I gotta what? I, what am I supposed to do? You want me to just sit here and listen to the album on my phone at the concert while everybody try to leave? What? I, what am I supposed to do? So I'm happy that um, she did that to London and not to Houston, where I think I'm gonna go see the concert. Um, God bless their souls. Cause you know AT and T wasn't gonna be shit when you're trying to leave the stadium and it's you thousand people. No, <sighs> and then especially <laughs> the girls with the uh, Metro PCS that's sitting in the back. <sighs> They got to come all the way down from the top of the stadium. They still, it's going to be worse for them by the time they get to leave. All the tracks were explicit and grown, meaning they really did not give a fuck about the commercial aspect. Just like she has said, and people are continuing to quote about her not putting Lemonade on Spotify um, because she just don't give a fuck if about these streaming numbers. If I gave a fuck, bro. I like so, to say bro right. Yeah. Um, I was, so again, as soon as I saw the track listing and saw everything was explicit, I was like, oh shit, what is this? This looks dangerous. <laughs> um, I was reading the, um, titles and looking to see which one was going to be the sex song. Cause I was like, I know that if they are a couple, they got a sex song on here. She's like, no, one plus one, all y'all ass is getting, no, back up. Um, Summer was the sexiest song because she was, uh, talking about them fucking in exotic locations and making me jealous. I'm like, oh my god, I need to go to this beach. Where's these bluest waters at? <laughs> well, I just want Boss to have a video um, in the recorded in the time that they are between the um, UK dates and the American dates. And I would also like a video for Black Effect on uh, Martin Luther King Boulevard. 
I'm just one in a lot of places. They should just go to different cities and broadcast live from the Martin Luther King Boulevard in their city. Bam. Then okay. Drake got God's plan tease. Okay. I mean, I guess. Um, the other track, which is a bonus track, I guess not many people are listening to or heard yet. The salute track, I liked mm-hmm. a lot. Um, Blue has told us that she's a gangster, basically, because she's doing a shout-out to Sir and Rumi at the end of the song. That was on boss. Oh, I thought that was on salute. <laughs> you, you, what have you been drinking? Tequila? <laughs> oh my gosh, same here. But, um, shout out to Salute because it's a bonus track for title, exclu- title members. So yeah. Exclusive for title members. I've been drinking tequila as well. Oh. <laughs> Either way, whichever one, Blue is a gangster. There's that. Um, that now brings me to the last part. Um, Jay-Z did some of his best rapping since oh. Carter, I mean, um, since the Blueprint Projects. Oh. And I'm excited about that because we didn't want to hear him. <laughs> and um, he actually did some of his best rapping, but he still didn't out-rap the new queen of rap. Ooh, I have to update my notes on that one. The new queen of rap obviously now apparently belongs to Beyonce. Um, I think she has saw the girls arguing about this title over the last mm-hmm. most of the year. It's like, oh, y'all, oh, you thought you were, oh, you thought you were the queen. Oh, oh. listen, um, let me, let me get into the booth real quick. Let me show y'all something. She's absolutely whole two months. <laughs> <laughs> and then if the rumors about Rihanna are correct, she might be, that shit might come out in December. Oh, wow, for real? There's a rumor that Rihanna is coming out the first week of August. Oh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. The, I'm about to get to Nikki in five seconds. But um, thank you for establishing, for, for establishing who the actual queen of rap is, Beyonce. Because mm-hmm. um, there had been some debate, and now there is no debate. Um, speaking of the old queen of rap, I would like her to um, take her own advice. That would be really dope. Um, it's time to make hits and it's time to diss. Get the fuck off of Twitter. Um, over the weekend, Queen, old Queen, <laughs> Nicki Minaj. I don't know why uh, you're bringing this up. Because uh, when she's right, she's right. And when she's wrong, she's wrong. And I'm going to call her out when she's wrong. And she was dead as fucking wrong for... Um, directing fans to go beat up somebody that had a dissenting opinion on an L magazine article that she was in. So I was on her side with the L magazine article because I thought what she was saying was true. Like she can say, oh, I'm a slut. I fuck all the time and I take the biggest dick and I suck all the dick and I do all of this and I don't have to actually be doing it in real life. Um, So just because I'm the Detroit driller or Sergeant Satisfier don't mean I'm fucking 17 niggas a day. I just, those are words. It's sex appeal, sex sells. And so that's what she puts into her music. But to direct all of the barbs to go beat up someone that was on Twitter with a dissenting opinion, the young man's name was Jerome Tramiel, um, and then delete the tweet a couple days later after all the damage had been done, get off Twitter. You need to be focusing on this album because... You already had to push the bitch back. Um, and I mean, Jesus, please. 
So, ugh, that's gross. Anyway, um, I do want to ask the listeners what the hatred for title is because it grew again and it reared its ugly head with people being mad pressed that everything is love came out on title like it was going to and not on iTunes. So fans out there, if you guys have an opinion on that, can you please clue me in? Because I have no idea. Um, These people have their own streaming service. Why would you not put your own album on your own streaming service? What do you think? Um, I'm subscribed to Title. I support Beyonce. I support the movement. I understand that um, in a world where Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, they can only do one, and a lot of Americans are iPhone owners. Um, an estimated total of 94 million people have iPhones in America, and I understand that they are going to have Apple Music because it's native to their device. Um, I support Beyonce, so title is where I'm at, and I don't have the other service. Same. Um, Is it? Um, yeah, I don't have any colorful commentary. Beyonce own title. That's where I'm at. All this other stuff y'all talking about, y'all can keep it. Okay, call me back. I'm gonna go put. Uh, I gotta go close this refrigerator right quick. I gotta go turn this light off. Let me call you back. Wow. I don't know why we're getting off the phone, but I gotta go do something, and I gotta call you back. <laughs> this baby acting up. Let me call you back. I need to ch- go change my tire real quick. <laughs> like, girl, chap, I need to go find a quarter. <laughs> Let me call you back. Why y'all don't have title? I don't know. I don't have any colorful commentary because it's not colorful. Just like Jay Z said on the album, y'all would rather go work with that white man instead of working with him to appear as an inflation to your ego. But, girl, you can get let go. Hello? Be your own boss instead of. Oh, you know what he said. You heard the album. On Apple Music, or title, or on the bootleg. You heard it. You heard his words. <clears throat> um, in lighter news, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I'm about to uh, this solitary game on my iPad because you, you stressed me out. I need to calm my nerves. Uh, Jamie Foxx allegedly has slapped a girl with his penis. Um, and his... where's the crime? <laughs> Uh, and apparently his Zuzu is big enough to uh, have caused some damage. Trauma. Yeah, head trauma. No <laughs> Yeah. Apparently this young lady might have a TBI and it has warranted <laughs> a lawsuit. She needed gauze. She had to go to the emergency room. This, she needed stitches. <laughs> so typically when you need gauze and stitches the nigga hit you in the face with his dick it's because he hit you somewhere else with his dick. Whoopsie. Um... I don't know. I mean, I, the claim obviously sounds like a quick cash grab. Let me sue this nigga and you know, he ain't got no proof that he didn't do it. I ain't got no proof that he really did do it. And let me get a quick 50000 out of him. That's what it really sounds like. Uh, especially in the era of me, in the era of Me Too. Um, you know, that she would obviously be listened to and um, not that she shouldn't. But obviously, you know, garner a lot more attention than Probably otherwise. 
Um, I want to see the receipts. Uh oh, you're a slut. You're a slut. I I just I would like to see the receipts. Like okay. she has to she has to have some picture or some video receipts. Um, in all seriousness, if this was Harvey Weinstein, this story would have been received a totally different. Would we want to receive this? I'm like, I don't, I'm gonna scroll past that. But if it was Harvey Weinstein or Donald Trump or just you know one of the regular people out here, um, right past it. But because it's Jamie Foxx, we're like, where's the well? I I statements. I was like, where's the crime? <laughs> Mean yeah, that's so. That's what I was saying. That's different. Well, that's uh, that's the no. biggest and most obvious glaring difference is you know the Weinstein's and the like. Ooh. They they are they were accused of non consensual sex. This girl didn't Ooh. say this was non consensual. She just said that she got hurt in the process. <laughs> so that's why I think it's somewhat of a lighter issue. Is she she didn't say oh he you know sexually assaulted me he raped me or you know, he harassed me. She said, oh, no, 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 I did sign up for the dick. It just so happened that when he flung it in my face, okay. I got injured. And I, I just, I would like to bring that to the court's attention. Flung it sounds like the new Polaris feature and Ludacris single. Mm, flung it. Like, yes, bitch. With Ty Dolla signs on the chorus. Wow. And that's negotiable. But, um. Yeah, real <laughs> Ty Dolla signs is hit or miss. Mm. <laughs> anyway, long story short, I want to see the receipts. Um, <laughs> a long story. That's, why we get, that's how we got here. It well, something about it might got to be long for there to be a long suit. So, mm. long suit, you traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> uh, American Horror Story Coven is coming back in some shape or form. Yep, and they're gonna do the thing thing, which I'm about to say. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be a crossover with Murder House, which both of them were one of the most beloved seasons. Of American Horror Story, so Murder House and season three where they did the witches in the world. Was it season three or season six? No, Murder House was the very first one. Yeah, and then Coven, and then after that, a lot of people were interested in Asylum. Yeah, but anyway, so crossover. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a crossover event. So apparently, Ryan Murphy is listening to the streets. Um, and everybody in a mama has been asking for it to come back. The only question that's left on the table is whether uh, Jessica Lange is going to come back and reprise her role as the old Supreme Fiona Good. And I personally would love it, especially if she only does it. If she only does it as, as a cameo. Cool. Because she said she was retiring and she, you know, was slowing down and blah, blah, blah. Cool. But you can mm-hmm. give us a good five minute glant- glimpse. I would like to see it anyway. I would as well. Um, definitely in the first episode, so people can get hype about the season. Um, I definitely would like a cameo. I want it to be a cameo because she did say she was slowing down. And I understand that she's been acting for like 30, 40, 50 years. I'm like, girl, look, I'm on break, okay? I'm up in my fortress taking my daughter to school. And whatever Beyonce said, she was doing a boss, boss-like things that I, I can't even imagine. Um, but I would like to see Jessica, at least in the premiere and maybe somewhere like four or five and somewhere like eight episode eight or nine just to you know like make appearances here and there just you know yeah because i mean the last time we saw her she didn't actually die she just was getting old so <laughs> she could still be alive art imitates <clears throat> life. yes and speaking of art imitating life 
Electra from Pose, aka Nick Jackson, took to social media over the weekend as well about this deal that she had with Coach. Um, so allegedly, um, she was supposed to be doing an event with Coach. You know the the luggage and handbag girls. Um, but they disrespected her <clears throat> at the same time. Um, they did not send a car for her as promised. It wasn't um, in her offer. Right. Well, they was she was saying in in previous tweets that they had negotiated for that, and then by the time she got the offer, the offer was not what they actually negotiated. So it was a whole bunch of things that they they had given her on the front end. Said that they were going to give her on the front end, but by the time the offer came around, they was basically like, look, we're just going to give you a check. Oh, okay. So how am I supposed to get to the gig, girl? That's a part of the... <laughs> Fly me out. Make them pieces hit. This a part of the gig. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely go check out, check out her video on her social media <clears throat> where she explained in detail about um, this incident with Coach. I, I just... I couldn't believe that, you know, we're watching... Trans people come more into the light with the show Pose on FX, and we're all so happy and so joyful and joyous because it is a good thing. But still, in 2018, the present day, trans people are still being treated as other. Um, yeah, in the video, she said um, they misgendered her. Yeah, the company def- clearly does not actually know much about LGBT or trans community and they they just trying to mark it off as the HR stunt for Pride Month and, and she detected that and she wasn't here for it and I'm here for her saying that out loud like no bitch don't try it because now coach gonna um, have to fix it and they're gonna know in the future how to propose something to a trans model or a trans brand ambassador that they want to um, encounter and you know make a promise to so shout out to her for bringing it to the forefront. I'm really nervous because like she's not like Pose is her her brightest moment right now. We're only on episode three of that, and for her to already be shaking the table, like if Pose does get like season three and things go and deals go bad, is she gonna continue to take shake the table? And how will that look professionally? I, I <clears throat> as somebody who has encountered things uh where i could have shook the table on social media where i got bad deals and shit got fucked up by a promoter etc um i understand in this case specifically why she did it um and it is because the culture is it's okay to um fuck with gay people and fuck with trans people during pride month put your flags outside and oh we are self we're affirming and oh we support the gays and blah 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 but then you don't really support them. And then you the don't release. really know what the fuck LGBT even stands for. Or even know mm-hmm. which, which order to put the letters in. Um, or you don't really even care about trans people. Don't even care enough to actually gender them the correct way. But you sign a contract with them. Like, what, what the fuck name did you put on the contract? Who did you sign? Who did you book? You knew you booked a trans performer. And then you would go and put her old name on a contract? That's your example, yeah. Like, well, so that that kind of thing does need to be shouted out. That does need to that warrants taken to social media. Now, if it was just a, um, 
you know, they promised me $50,000 and then when I got to the offer table, it was only $40,000 and then everything else was correct, then I would absolutely agree, like, okay, don't be shaking too many tables because you don't want to fuck up future deals. Because again, like I said, I've been in those type, those same type of situations. <clears throat> but I think um, with the blatant trans transphobia that was shown to her, it was the right thing to do to take it to social media. You guys drop down in the comments below and we will read the comments next week. What you all think? Um, do you think it was right to point out when transphobia is happening or um, when homophobia is happening or should you professionally be quiet? I don't know. That's where I'm at because I'm really like, mm, I think she should have been quiet or handled it quietly. I th well, I she said she was going to Louis V. <laughs> uh, as an out loud, proud gay band. I'm just still like, mm, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, this week's episode of Pose, speaking of, uh, dragged me through the the dirt, the mud, the grime. It was so emotionally packed. Um, like, my heartstrings was all over the floor watching the whole damn thing because... I'm already like I'm already the Grinch during Christmas and I, and I hate Christmas myself. And then to see why some of these other people felt so melancholy and depressed somewhat during Christmas just uh took me down. But the the episode overall was extremely good. Um again, the trans visibility was amazing. The AIDS crisis visibility was amazing. Um and the shout out to the late great Esquilitas just took me all the way the fuck back that let me know that they have the the best and the most knowledgeable writers on the team for this show because somebody put that minute detail that all the new york gays know and most of the people that have visited gays get most of the gays that have visited new york <clears throat> in the last 20 years know escalators and so well probably 30 years shit uh, yeah because it was around the 80s um, but that just let me know. I love I love that writing piece. And this episode was personally produced by Janet Mock. And so I was just blown away. Uh, well, yes, I agree. I'm sorry for sounding slow. But hey, it's in my nature. Uh, yep, I agree. Yes. <laughs> sorry. I was so caught up in listening. I, felt, I was like, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> also on TV this week, uh, we are approaching the end of RuPaul's Drag, Ra drag Race. I don't sure. know why. I don't know why this season seems like it's been so long. I don't know. I, I mean, I waited eagerly for it to come, and then now that we're at maybe what two episodes left because it's going to be they the gave you All Stars, and then they turn around right back around. So it's like it's like fatigue. I just feel like it's fatigue. We've been watching this since like January. When did the All Stars start? Yeah. And I don't even know if it's really fatigue. Like it's a little bit of fatigue of um, I'm tired of them going the predictable route of somebody that shouldn't win. Uh -oh. And so I guess maybe that's the fatigue that I have because I see I'm going to watch it because <clears throat> I have to come back to our listeners and tell our listeners what I think. So I am going to watch it. Uh -oh. um, yeah, but it's research. It's research. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same same reason I'm on Jacked. Um, <laughs> I I mean I just see this going like the real person that should win at this point. I feel like is Asia, um, but I don't think she's gonna win. And I'm tired of being at the end of these seasons feeling and mm -hmm. thinking the exact same thing. 
and it happened the last season. It happened the last season of All Stars. Mm-hmm. Happened the season before that. I was like, oh, okay, I guess. But Aquar- like you know, like looking at the scoreboard, she's never been in the bottom to sing, and she's won the most challenges. So Aquarius, a strong contender. So was Shea Kool Aid, but she went out in the first goddamn round. So. Uh-oh. I didn't know we was using that as a metric because apparently if that was the metric. No, but I'm just saying like that's the metric everybody is. I'm saying that's the metric everybody is using in their commentary. Like right now when I was watching um, the pit stop with um, Raja and Ginger Minch, that's what they were. This what like a person who's won the competition and a person who Allegedly. made it high into the competition. Um, they were sitting there saying that. So. Just I was going by that, and then people that I'm seeing on social media. But on my Facebook, I was like, "Well, y'all know we're gonna give it to the sponsors. It's gonna be one of them little, little white bitches." But um, but yeah. that is Aquarius. So Aquarius Latin adjacent. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> and did you see Bob the Drag Queen friendly. called it out? He was like, "You got to be one of these little white bitches in order to get a million followers on RuPaul's Drag Race." And all the white girls. Got a million followers, and the only black person got a million followers is RuPaul. Yeah, um, but Aquaria came into the competition with hundreds of thousands of followers already, mm-hmm. um, and her following obviously has done nothing but grow. And I'm not hating on Aquaria because I love, I love a lot of her looks. Mm-hmm. But outside of looks, she would just be another Violet Chachki to me. What would our platform be? Like, you know, like, like that's just... what I'm saying. She can't come out to the, the community and teach nobody nothing. She can't, like, talk about no experience that she had because she hasn't had that much life experience at 22 yet. No shade. And public, expe- public speaking makes her nervous. We saw that when they had to do the um, challenge for the DragCon challenge. She was like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Like, you got to co- get out here and speak. You're a, you're an icon. That, well, not an icon, but a uh, spokesperson now you represent brands you got to get Aquarius got to get out of here and speak but public speaking is not her forte so how does that work it don't that's that's what I'm at at <laughs> it don't work it's a it's a, a recipe for disaster it's a recipe for a empty crown and an empty Ooh, ring that is so shady your empty crown Ooh. I meant what I said and I said that intentionally um the good point on this past episode, which I was a little shocked at because I haven't liked this person um, since he appeared in a video with Taylor Swift, um, Jock and Beyonce. Mm-hmm. But Taja Call as a dance and a singing coach is who I would like to help me on my world tour if I go on a world tour. I was very impressed with him this whole season, but this past episode highlighted just how versatile he is. <laughs> Um, and I like it. Uh, he, he really gave them really great points about singing. He gave them really great points about, um, you know, managing yourself. And I really think that he really should move from the I'm a performer aspect into management aspect. He really could be the next Matthew Knowles with the skills that it looks like he has. And I was mm. surprised by it. Um, um, so, yeah. I'm waiting on next week. We'll see what next week looks like. Um, they said that the reunion is supposed to be real shady. Is uh, There hasn't been a preview to it yet, but um, the rumors are it's real shady. The rumor is also that one of the girls did get voted Miss Congeniality slash fan favorite, and then Rue took it away and gave it to somebody else. 
Woo! So I'm excited to see that next week. Um, you guys tune in for our review of that as well. Thank you guys so much for leaving us the reviews on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you um, open your purple app on your device, please. It's, it's a called podcast. Um, search for our name here for it and click the write a review tab and then write us a five star review. Um, we love and appreciate you guys so much. And thank you for all of your comments and for donating and supporting the show on Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash here for pod. Somebody on there is gay and it's not me. Or me. <clears throat> Somebody got to be gay. <laughs> Who's going to be gay again? Totally two of us. Ooh, great question. You gay her. All right. This week in social studies, um, the American Psychological Association recently released their health disparities in racial, ethnic, and sexual minority boys and men report. This sounds depressing just by the title. Quite. <laughs> um there was another study outside of this one, but I wanted to mention. This study says black boys are often perceived as older and less innocent than non-Hispanic white males, which places them at greater risk for racial profiling by police officers, exposing them to trauma from racial profiling, institutionalized bias in the criminal justice system, and unfair sentencing guidelines. I say rest in peace to Mayor Rice. Rest in peace to Trayvon Martin. Rest in peace, Michael Brown. For some reason, black men, young black men, even at Tamir Rice's age, is perceived to be more dangerous playing with a toy gun in the park than if it had been a white child in the park playing with a gun. I don't know what I don't know what what causes that. Why? Um. It's systemic. Like, they've been taught that for a while, uh, be it people that are non-Hispanic white, uh-uh. <laughs> taught that for a while, that um, black men are big outside of... Di- well, they, they're taught uh-uh. that... They taught that the dicks are big, too. We serious right now. We're being serious. <laughs> I'm, I am being serious. That is something that is taught. They all think that those things. So, not just dicks. They think that we're taller. We're more muscular. We're stronger. We're more sneaky. We're more apt to fight. And the same amongst women. Like, women are uh, bigger. They can take more damage. You can say something to a black woman that you couldn't say to a white woman. So those things are taught systemically over centuries. And it's being personified in the way that police brutality is in 2018. Mm. The American Psychological Association also reports that sexual minorities report higher rates of sexual coercion. Approximately 32.3% of gay men, 21.1% of bisexual men, compared to 10.8% of heterosexual men reported unwanted sexual contact during their lifetime. Same. Um, I, I'm a, I know how to turn you out. I know how to turn you back. What sexual coercion? No, sir. I'm a gold star gay. Like I, I've never touched a boob. Have I touched a boob before? Probably never. Probably in the clothes. Maybe a girl threw a titty in my face or something just to, to be. Well, you like fat niggas, so you definitely have touched them. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> There's a lot of boobs that come with the niggas you like. Forced rape and all that. Like no, no, no. Unwanted sexual coercion, I don't need it. No, yeah. you're wasting your time. 
the, that happens uh, so often. I forgot which celebrity that was where his aunt raped him because he was gay. Was that Charlemagne? Oh, oh I, I think guess. that was Charlemagne. Well, he's mm, questionable. <laughs> he's in the spectrum. Queer questioning team. <laughs> yeah, he was questioning. Um, but yeah, that's who that was, and so that's why those types of behaviors happen. Mm-hmm. It's because someone sees you like pink or you like Barbies or you like this or you like that. Uh, I, I have a infamous story that I feel like I tell almost everybody about um, who I thought my dad was. Long story in that. But <clears throat> when I was 12, he um, thought that I was too soft um, and he offered my mom for, for him to come and pick me up and take me to the host role and get a prostitute. So I would lose my virginity and I wouldn't be gay in the future. We see how we see how that worked out. (laughs) But of course, of course, thankfully, she was smart enough to turn that offer down. But at 12, my would be father offered for uh, me to get a prostitute so that I wouldn't be gay in the future. Um, So that kind of behavior is even in our own communities, even amongst black people in saying, oh, if I do this, then, you know, he'll turn out straight. Or if I don't let him do this, then he definitely won't be gay. It's (sighs) it's more, it's, 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 it's a hierarchy. That shit's crazy. Um, it says two more things. It said men's depression, which is professionally diagnosed less often than women is more often masked by alcohol or drugs or the socially acceptable habit of, quote, working long hours. That was a... Uh, no, because, like, after my 40 hours at work, I barely want to do my 40 hours, girl. But for some reason, it's more... Reading the whole 88-page report, it's... It's not as easy to diagnose depression in men as it is in women, because... For some reason, women are just emotionally going to tell you how they feel. They don't have time for this. It's wearing them thin. I'm like, girl, are you depressed? You just bitching. I don't know. That's no shade to any women. But um, men, you know, like a man's man, try to hold it in. Yeah, it's a little tough right now. He can work through it. I'd be like, girl, I'm stressed out. Mm-mm. I have took two dicks this week, wow. minimum, and just, girl, Whoa out because I know I gotta get whoa out. Then try to figure out how to see it to him. Yeah, you the only one. Tell the other nigga you the only one, and it's a lot. <laughs> What's your BGC name again? Hey, leave me alone. <laughs> I got enough suitors. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Um, what What are your thoughts on men depression and not being able to identify it? And- uh, I don't think it's hard to identify. <clears throat> I think it's hard to get the niggas to the doctor to identify it. Mm, getting to the doctor. Yeah, that's that's forever been a problem for generations. Uh, definitely for black men and probably men in general, but more so for black men because of you know incidents like the Tuskegee experiments, incidents like the AIDS crisis, things where it uh, adversely affected black men and the communities that followed all of those crises saw that and said oh i ain't going to the doctor for them to shoot that crazy shit at me mm-hmm. and it continued to happen and it still continues to happen even with more millennials mm-hmm. yeah and, and even with more millennials um 
you know, joining this campaign where you don't let your babies get vaccinated because we don't know if the vaccinations is giving people autism. So it's the fear of medicine. It's not necessarily the difficulty to um, identify depression, because if you put these people in front of a psychologist, a psychologist will tell you in the first hour or two hours whether they're really depressed or not. It's not the um, inability to identify whether they're depressed or not. It's the ability to get the ass to the doctor and the um, access that they can get to that care. So even if I want to go to the doctor, but I'm extremely poor and I don't got no Obamacare and I ain't got no co-pays, I know I ain't going. (laughs) I know I ain't going. So, I mean, I think those are the two hurdles. It's not the inability to identify. It's the ability to get them to care and it's the ability to get them access to care. So, um, after snatching your wig in a report, the American Psychological Association says, we need interventions at the upstream, um, including policies that affect large populations, the midstream, which includes creating more programs and practices within organizations, and the downstream, which um, includes people changing their behaviors on the solo level. Cross-sector collaborations are essential to maximizing the impacts of health-focused interventions. And I feel like the APA coming out and saying this, which I'm sure this isn't their first time, but hopefully somewhere soon a congressman will see this, a senator will see this, and add this to their campaign in the 2018 or the 2020 upcoming elections because mental health and the health disparities among men of color and sexual men and sexual minorities so important because as long as we continue to be oh also in the report it said like 90 percent of men it was equal 90 percent of men are the aggressors and around 90 percent of men are the recipients of violent domestic abuse crimes and all that stuff so uh, we don't know about that part 90 percent of men are on the receptive end of domestic violence well because we're more likely to be more violent we're also we're also made of other men so we're fighting other men but that's what please read the full report i'm going to leave the link in the description because it's not in my notes i'm just trying to paraphrase paraphrase what i remember what i scanned but it's a really good report and we need to be abreast, no pause, of uh, this report because it's important. It's got some really good stuff in it. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, I'm excited for all the, the leaps and strides that the APA has been making over the last decade because they finally have been looking into things that they have criminalized mm-hmm. for 20 and 30 years. Like before they were saying homo- homosexuality was a mental disease, trans transness was a mental disease oh and they just got that will cover in my here for it <laughs> i'm like bitch you know i'd be i be reading the report i love a good shit. report i'm on top of the shit <laughs> okay what's going on in sexual health this week this week we will not have a sexual health oh it is summer days because it's pride and so this is for some for the summer gays. Okay. The question is, would you be open to um, a white person, a white cis person being taught the AKA and the Delta strolls? You're absorbing that? You're absorbing that? <laughs> I was trying 
that's not laughing to you, Benny. That is the question. So, <clears throat> I have fuck? never, <laughs> yes, I have never in my life seen this. I think we've, I'm sure we've talked about just regular black homosexual men uh, strolling, aka and Delta strolls, and how problematic that has been and is. It's entertaining to watch, but problematic. Um, I'm sure we've done that on previous episodes. But this is some newfangled shit that I saw that I was like, you know what? I'll talk about prep again next you week. Have link- Send it to me. No, this was personal experience. <laughs> oh, it happened in real life. It happened in real life. Seen it myself. Oh. My own spot. Uh, so, allegedly, here, there I was in a club. Um, and there are the gays. The black gays and their typical AKA and Delta strolls. And I'm watching, I'm like, oh, okay, they do it, okay, blah, 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 problematic, but okay, like I said. Then I realized that a cis straight man has been watching alongside me. Same cis straight man. Paper, I know, like the rest of them. I know he's straight because he was, he came in with a woman, was dancing with a woman, straight, mm-hmm. at, the gay, at the gay club, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he sees, he's been watching he goes up to them and asks them to teach him the strolls that they were doing. He oh, wants to participate. Said gays taught him to stroll in the club. Oh my god. Oh my god. So now a cis straight man is knowing AKA and Delta strolls. What do you guys think? Who is you guys? Cause I'm, girl... talking, I'm talking to the listeners. The listeners, I would like for them to get into the, the listeners got to answer five questions. You gave them <laughs> they a, do. A essay. You them. They have time. They have homework. I would <laughs> like to know because I'm about to tell you my issue. But when I tell you my issue, y'all going to tell me whether y'all agree or not. Give it, give it to us quick. Come on. My issue is... Wow. I've never been asked that. <laughs> um, my issue is... How in the hell are you gonna secondhand the secondhand shit? Cause you got you got secondhanded this shit. You ain't even actually supposed to even know it yourself. And here you are here teaching a white man the things that you ain't even supposed to have. Hand me down, tees. Wow, how thrifty are you? <laughs> in the words, in the words of Jocelyn Hernandez, them hoes is thrifty. <laughs> I'm elegant. Them hoes is thrifty. Thrifty. They're thrifty. <laughs> Oh my god! And that's all I have for that. And I do realize that we should talk about sexual health, but again, we have sixty-six other episodes where you can get some extreme. Take your health. prep. Mm-hmm. Wear a condom if that's what safe sex means to you. Uh, what else is sexual health? Mm-hmm. Other episodes that you can go and refer to and get some great sexual health knowledge. I just thought that it would be interesting to check it up a little bit on this episode. Um, I promise you, we will come back with some sexual health things next week. We will talk about. Some dicks and some asses and some vaginas. Oh my god. Devastated. <laughs> Devastated. <laughs> I just don't know. Like, why are we doing this? <laughs> why? Devastation to the nation. Um, and please let me know if you are one of those gays and Uh-oh. you listen to this podcast. <laughs> These are my confessions, tease. <laughs> you can write in anonymously to hereforpod at gmail.com and tell me why y'all was out there teaching the white man, <laughs> aka. And Delta Throws. Yeah, tell us your truth. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. Make me understand. <clears throat> um, what's 
what category are we on right now? What category are we on right now? What's the category? Song for your soul. What is the song for your soul this week? Okay, so well, you know, it was gonna be um something from the Carters. Quite same. And then I decided I should go with Tanache. Oh. And I was like, um, no, nigga. <laughs> That was a joke. That was a joke, by the way. Uh, I, so, would, so I was like, <laughs> is her album even still selling right now? I feel like they took that shit out the stores. Hey, leave Tanache alone. Everybody um, does Tanache alone. That's the problem. That's what we're talking about. Boss by the Carters on um, first listen. I was like, Nice was cute. I think Nice comes on before Boss. Um, I don't have title open right now. But I, when Boss came on, it's just something about the way that bass hit. The mm. way both of them ride the beat, no pause. I just, summer vibes. It's just summer vibes. And I just, you know, you checking in Miami Beach on your Insta snap. And mm. you just let this song play while you laying there by the um, waters. Or you could be at the brunch with your mimosa with your girl. It's like, you just, all the summer experiences, that is the vibe that you want playing in the background. And just... And then plus you just bossed up, so then you get to be like, "Bitch, I um have businesses." Simply Marlo LLC popping off. <laughs> Shout out to Marlo on Real Housewives, but you know, just vibes, vibes. I agree. Um, I absolutely love the song. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. I just, I couldn't. Um, the way that they talked so much shit. On this whole album. There's a lot of brown shirts on your folks list. Do you hear me? I am I am rich. Also, my great grandchildren are going to be rich. So my my children and their children, they don't have to do nothing if they really don't wanna. They can just yeah. be born and they uh, are still going to be rich. Yeah. Whew. Um <laughs> That's an amazing problem to have. <laughs> Some, this is an amazing blessing to have. Um, my song for my soul is also from Everything Is Love. Um, I would, I want to start by saying it still is my favorite song, but it had the worst part of the album to me on it. Mm-hmm. And that part was the Pharrell feature because when I first saw the track, was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, ain't no features. Look at that. They did a whole album, didn't feature nobody, and then here come Pharrell coming in here trying to rap. And I was like, wait, what? The song that is the song for my soul is nice. Mm. <sighs> nice is where Beyonce basically dragged everybody that is not Beyonce. So, so me. Included. <laughs> nice is where she dragged Spotify. Nice is where she said the words about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm so nice. I'm better than the hype. If you can't get in line with that, step out the get out the market. Get it get out. Get out the market. You are in the wrong store. I'm so nice. I'm better than the hype. I felt that in my in my in my bone marrow because personally there are some things that have been said about me on the internet, but it's better than that beware so nice is the song for my soul and that's all i got because that's it go listen to nice right now i want to listen to nice um i'm gonna speak it into existence i want 
I want to listen to Nice on the beaches of Anguilla with a shot of tequila and then a drink of tequila and pineapple in my right hand and something to smoke burning in the ashtray. That's how badass this fucking song is. Oh, wow. What are you um, here for this week? So what I am here for this week is what we alluded to earlier. The World Health Organization stepping up and putting their big girl panties on. Yeah. And I'm absolutely here for it. Uh, The article is reported on Gaystar News where uh, they are talking about gender dysphoria no longer being a mental disorder classified by the World Health Organization. So uh, the World Health Organization is an organization a bit bigger than the American Psychiatric Association. This is a group of people that are studying um, diseases, diagnoses, disorders, everything that could be healthfully wrong with you across the world. And for so long, they had had transness listed under a condition of mental disability, um, mental instability, um, all kinds of negative things. And I was so excited for them to have issued this report where it is now including transness into humanity. Um, It's something that should not have taken to 2018 to do, but it is being done and I'm happy to see it being done because that puts the spotlight on other associations throughout the world to do the same thing. Other associations that are in uh, the WHO. So I was excited to see it. I'm absolutely here for it. I'm absolutely here to see any trans inclusion because trans people are just like me, just like you, but y'all just don't understand. Come through. I'm here for that. Um, What I'm here for this week. Uh, Where's my notes? I wasn't prepared. I'm absolutely here for it. Here we go. Got my energy back. Cool. Asia O'Hara. <laughs> Asia O'Hara did a b- interview with Billboard about her new single, and of course, in the interview, they asked her about RuPaul's Drag Race, and of course, race comes up. It says there has been a lot of talk about race-based politics on this season of Drag Race. Season eight winner Bob the Drag Queen tweeted out a graphic showing that aside from oh, I already told you that aside from RuPaul, no black queens have over one million Instagram followers. Meanwhile, several skinny white queens do. I'm curious, what's your experience has been with the fandom of Drag Race in terms of racial bias? Her answer was. I've been on gigs in the past couple weeks that have basically told me that the only reason I'm there is because Cameron or Aquaria or Miss Quacker are too expensive. Mm. So it's definitely part of the gig. Fortunately, if there's any upside to it, most of the, quote, non-majority queens, as I like to call them, have been on the show in the past kind of set you up for it. They kind of let you know, hey, just so you know, you're never going to be an Alyssa Edwards or Trixie Mattel or Katia. And I think everybody goes into it thinking, well, I'm going to be the one to break the mold, but that's not normally the case. Ask Shangela. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Even, um, what's her name? Michelle Versace said, like, there's one thing that she don't agree with on the show is Shanji being robbed. But that wasn't Rue's decision. That was the girl's decision to make. And she even think that the girls doing it to Shanji was backhanded and they jealous. I said, yes, Michelle. <laughs> Speaking out, tease. 
<clears throat> um, I absolutely agree with her. Um, Asia O'Hara fact, or Michelle? Yeah, well, both. Mm-hmm. I really agree with Michelle Visage, but cool. Right. <laughs> um, but what she is saying about the skinny white girls being paid more money to show up places, mm-hmm. including Miss Cracker, who got sent home before her, mm-hmm. uh, is extremely telling of where our community is as far as where those white dollars are important. Um, no shade to Miss Cracker, because I even like Miss Cracker. I but Miss Cracker too. But there is no way that Miss Cracker's price point should be higher than Asia O'Hara's price point at all. So I'm absolutely here for Asia O'Hara, laying it flat. You hear me, laying it flat. Get your get your pressing board, get your little urn, put it on linens, and you know get pressed because she's about to spill the tea. I say get your urns, get your iron. Look at that. Yeah, that's English. Look at that. Get your get your urn. Yeah. She Press the phone. Laid it up lit for you girls, okay? Yeah. Heated up, like <laughs> Heat up like hot pockets. Heated up like hot pockets. Well, it has come to my favorite part of this episode. It is our last call. And so if you guys are listening and you have alcohol readily available, whether you're at work or not, make sure you pour yourself a shot. Well, and take your glass. You got to do it. Take your glass. Uh huh. Take your glass and put it to your lips because this is the last call. Oh my, God. my last call this week. Um, you see how I jumped in there right there? It's to Kenya, the um, country. Um, about 200 people at the Kakuma refugee camp in Kenya, 200 people, came out and had a... Um, Pride. They was like, fuck this. We know it's illegal. We know y'all might kill us. But look, we here. We queer. We're little LGBTQIAA. It's two Q's. LGBTQIAA. Look at me. Gold star. Can't even remember all the letters. Um, but shout out to Kenya. They had a rainbow pride at the refugee camp. And I am so happy for them. My last call goes out to everyone in Kenya and everyone in all of the African nations. Um... Struggling with, do I be my honest self? Do I hide or so I can be safe? And choosing to come out and being yourself helps other people in the future. It, our history shows that here in America, it, it helps for future generations. And if you, oh Lord, I don't wish this on nobody. But you know, if you end up going through some things, you know that you've paved the way for the future generations. And that for me will forever keep me inspired so shout out to um the rainbow pride at the kokuma refugee camp in kenya i'm here for it and shout out and shout out to kenya Moore because she's um fighting for her last (laughs) life on trying to get book for real housewives of atlanta she's telling the girls everything possible that they need to know she needs to get booked she needs this job shout out to kenya Moore. um My last call is to Juneteenth. Today is actually the day of Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. Um, Celebrated Juneteenth this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most people in Dallas, where we promoted, thank you guys for going and showing up. Sorry that we couldn't actually be there. Maybe next year we will will actually be there in person to greet you, kiss you, shake your hands, twerk on you or something. Um, But today is the actual day of Juneteenth where... African-Americans were finally told that they were free. 
Uh, they had been freed uh, by the Emancipation Proclamation 90 years prior to being told that they were freed. I thought it was like two years. Mm-mm. No. Um, and so the day that we actually found out uh, makes today the unofficial African-American Independence Day. And wow. again, it's celebrated in different places uh, by doing pride-like activities, doing cookouts, doing, you know, some places in Detroit, I remember we did fireworks. Um, so many places do do Juneteenth a little bit different, but it should still be remembered because we have an Independence Day coming up that's really not our Independence Day. <laughs> oh my God, you did it with that. Now, <laughs> now I, I will still barbecue. I'll still accept invitations for plates. I'll like still like pop a little firecracker or something like that. <laughs> but that's not my Independence Day. Okay, set it on fire and run, girl. Get back. That's not my Independence Day. Thank you guys for checking out here for a podcast. We appreciate you so, so much. Make sure that you subscribe so we know that you love us and that you um, want to see our nudes. Help our numbers, um, okay? We yeah, make sure that you like this episode. Make sure that you retweet this episode. Make sure that you go back and answer all the questions I told y'all asses to answer in the comments. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> I would appreciate that. Thank you very much. I have something to tell you. Uh-huh. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters and of course RonaldMatters.com. I am the Superman, T H E E S U P A M A N. And you can definitely follow me on Craigslist. Oh my gosh, are you on there now? I knew it was a matter of time. Mm. <laughs> I knew it. Bye. See you guys Bye. next week. Uh...